it's the time you've been waiting for. You're in the mix with film producer Jason Slack, a.k.a. the talk of the town now. The 40 Vision Films man himself. The owner of the Jason Slack brand. The place to be is here on the Vision Live Network. And now, let's get it in. Welcome to the Slack is Talk podcast. Welcome to the Slack is Talk podcast, a.k.a. the talk of the town now. I'm your host, film producer Jason Slack. And this is season number four. And on today's show, we got an episode you do not want to miss. So without a doubt, let's get it in. I say to you that our goal is freedom. And I believe we're going to get there. Because however much she strays away from it, the goal of America is freedom. Abused and scorned though we may be as a people, our destiny is tied up in the destiny of America. Before the Pilgrim Fathers landed at Plymouth, we were here. Before Jefferson etched across the pages of history, the majestic words of the Declaration of Independence, we were here. Before the beautiful words of the Star-Spangled Banner were written, we were here. For more than two centuries. Our forebears labored here without wages. They made cotton cane, and they built the homes of their masters in the midst of the most humiliating and oppressive conditions. And yet out of a bottomless vitality, they continued to grow and develop. If the inexpressible cruelties of slavery couldn't stop us, the opposition that we now face will surely fail. We're going to win our freedom because both the sacred heritage of our nation and the eternal will of the almighty God are embodied in our echoing demands. And so however dark it is, however deep the angry feelings are and the violent explosions are, I can still sing, we shall overcome. And welcome to the epic edition of the Talk of the Town Now. I'm your host, film producer Jason Slack, and today is Thursday, January 18th, and that's right, that's right, y'all heard the man, the greatest speaker of all time, Dr. Martin Luther King himself, it's that time of the year, it's Dr. Martin Luther King week here on the Slackers Talk podcast, and y'all know how I feel about that, man, this is the best time of the year as far as like his talk, you know, is concerned because Dr. Martin Luther King is the reason why I have the opportunity to do this show. He's the reason why I'm a free man. He's the reason why I got equal rights. He's responsible for most stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? If not all. And without a doubt, man, any chance that I get, I'm going to show love each and every time, man. This is my third or fourth year being able to do this. And you know what I mean? It, it's, it's, it's a blessing, man. It's a blessing. You know, I didn't get a chance to meet him. You know, I, I wasn't even alive, you know, during his time. And that's just a testament to how great he is, man. So every chance I get, man, I'm honor him. You know, his birthday is, is not enough, man. You know what I mean? He's somebody that we should definitely represent all year round. And just in case, man, you know, 
people out there, you know, like I said, I'm I'm 42 and I didn't meet them. So there's people out there even younger than me that, that never got a chance to know him. So, you know, if you're one of those people, do spread the word because he's that great. He's somebody that everybody needs to know. You know what I'm saying? We use the term, he is him. You know, this is this definitely stands for that. Dr. Martin Luther King is him. You know what I'm saying? He was the first him. You know what I mean? And this year, I decided to run it back. That's right. I said run it back. And if you're a diehard fan of the show, you know what I'm talking about. Last year, I had the privilege of having Miss McClinton on the show. She did the Dr. Martin Luther King week with me last year. And I had fun. I learned a lot. And I just felt like I wanted to learn some more, man. I wanted to run it back. You know, it's, it's nobody better. So I'm not going to waste any more time. Let's jump right in. First, let me start off by acknowledging her. And I want to introduce y'all to a special guest. This is one of the nicest ladies that I ever met by far. Um, very, very knowledgeable. Um, she would give you the shirt off her back. Uh, enjoy coming, you know, to our house on Christmas. Decorations is, is second to none. Uh, the, the food is second to none. This a this a overall nice person, nice family. Overall, it's like the the most talented, you know, lady I, I've ever met. I'm glad to I'm glad to have met her. I'm glad to say I know her. I learned a lot, and. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss McClinton. Good evening. How are you? How are you? Welcome back to the show. Enjoy having you. Well, I, I enjoy uh, doing doing this because it gives me the opportunity to give back. Uh, with especially what's going on today. Right, 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 and. It's just a there's no no better time, you know. Martin Luther King is like one of my one of my favorite people, probably my favorite person. You know, he's, like I said, mentioned before, you know, he's the first person that I learned about in school, like during Black History Month, and yeah. you know, that always stayed, you know, dear to my heart. Yeah. And I felt like you know I left. I, this is our second time around. I felt like I left something, you know, some stuff on the table. That I, you know, wanted to, we wanted to get more knowledge from you. Just in case we left, you know, something out the first time, and we we came to the right person. Well, I give you what I got, bro. <laughs> <laughs> to start off, you know, a person you know like me, who never got a you know chance, of course, to meet him. You know, I wasn't alive. You know, during this time, you know, during this era. What what would you say? Like, you know, start us from the beginning. Like when a person when a when a person witnesses greatness, like what was the first time that you could say, Okay, you know, he's just not a, a regular speaker, like this is this is something special here, you know, we have something different. What was the first first time you noticed that in, in Dr. Martin Luther King? Well, you know, um I was young, not I was I think I was a teenager. Um but I'm telling you, um, it was something about his voice. It was something about his life. Uh, 
you can tell when people are real. And uh, what I noticed with him, uh, he was up front. He was honest. He let people know, you know, you know he, he, he had fear, but fear, where fear was there, but fear didn't have him. He just wanted to do what God had called him to do. And I am grateful as a young person at that time to hear him speak because we were thought of as nothing. Mm. And I had a problem with that. I couldn't understand some things, especially when I was younger in the neighborhood I was living in. Although I lived in a black neighborhood, I did have some uh, Caucasians that lived around us. Uh, and I think I mentioned the last time my, uh, I thought she was my best friend. Her dad was my, uh, our, um, post service person and uh, we played together we ate together and all this but when we got out in public she wouldn't she, she wouldn't speak and and uh, I was a little feisty person back then and I started asking questions and back then it was you had to be very careful especially uh, being a, a black person African American uh, that we're known for today, but uh, you had to be careful how you spoke to uh, uh, Caucasians and, and, and questioned them because uh, still, like some of them today, they feel like they're privileged. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, I, I can't imagine, you know, having to having to go through something like that. You know, um, it's just, it's crazy. You know, it's crazy. That's why, you know, I, I always made it my habit you know, if I see anybody that's older, that I know, like, especially anybody, period, but people that live during those times, I have, like, an extreme, you know, respect for them. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I make sure, you know, to have an extreme respect. I, I can only imagine. And there was a, there were, there was a lot of people, or, you know, a lot of activists and a lot of important people, you know, during the month, you know, we coming up on Black History Month. And I like to also pay homage to those that, you know, paved the way for people like me to have the Slackers Talk podcast. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I celebrated all month long. What what person would you say was like closest? What other activist would you say is like was like closest to Dr. Martin Luther King? Like say like Rosa Parks or anybody of that? Uh, did he have a deep relationship with anybody of that nature? Oh yeah, I mean he, I mean Sammy Davis Jr. He had uh, he had Harry Belafonte. You talking about the the, uh, the uh, uh, movie stars? Uh, he had um, back then also he had uh, different um, uh, 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 types of religion religion that followed him, but some you know uh, told him to stick to preaching, like they told. LeBron James is stick to uh, basketball. Right. But they marched with him, Halliburton, Frontier, and you know, uh, uh, Reverend Al Sharpton, he's still very active. James Clyburn, uh, oh my God, I, uh, James, uh, hmm, my Lord, he was the one that carried uh, uh, Dr., uh, not Dr., uh, President Kennedy, he was in the military. Uh, he, he's been on WLTX quite a bit talking about uh, what had to be done during that time because 
what made me angry was that <laughs> we were over here marching and, you know, we were over here marching and against the war and all these other things and they're sending us there. But uh, to get back to your question, in a way, Ali had was with Dr. King too, although he was a, a Muslim. That's why he refused to to go to war. He said, well, I'm not going there to fight somebody that ain't done nothing to me. Right. And so we also have, um, uh, during that time, uh, Jesse Jackson. Right. Jesse Jackson, you know, uh, he was a young man at that time. Um, and uh, it was just... Uh, it wasn't so much like he hated white people. It was just my understanding, like I get in trouble sometimes with Dr. King's message um, when he was asking for equal. Uh, he, um, I believe he was asking that uh, nothing about coming together, but if, if, if the Caucasians could get new books, we should be able to get new books in our school. So he had quite a few people. James Brown, I didn't know. You know, it was just, I just began reading, especially after I went back to school, uh, to college uh, at an old age. But I read about, about my history, and they're not teaching it today. James Brown, he did it in his own. That's why he came out and said, I'm black and I'm tired. Mm. Uh, you have... Uh, Oh my God, you had so many that uh, that really, the boxer, the older boxers that, that marched with him. And, uh, he had a people from different walks of life. Mm. And they saw that he was real. I have, I haven't, and uh, I'm saying I haven't. I have not seen us as black people come together like we did when we marched with Dr. King, when he marched on, 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 on the Capitol. Yeah, we have our 100 men, we have all these other things that stay in place. But when uh, Rosa Parks was put off that bus, and the lady that was before Rosa Parks, see some of them are getting lost in the history. But when she was put off and they said they weren't gonna ride the bus, it didn't matter how far our people had to walk. They didn't ride the bus. Mm. So he had a lot of people. Uh, he they wanted he wanted a change for our people. People, this country needs to face up. We this country was built on our backs. Right. It was built on our backs, and those that came behind us, any people of color. It was, this nation was built on our backs. They took everything we had. I had, I had family members that land that they had, that they took from them. And you couldn't refuse them. They give you a dollar, you had to take it. Mm. Or die one. So, I have been an activist. Uh, and I was really an activist because I was out there. But now, since I'm, I've gotten young, I use my mouth. I use my mouth. I may not be able to march. I may not be able to be in places. But my, my goal now is to educate not only our children, but the parents.
because our children know nothing today about what's going on. Mm, that's that's true. That's absolutely absolutely true. And I wanted to um you kind of answer you know my next question, and you know I'm glad you did. Um, as I mentioned before, you know I, I do Black History Month here on the Slack is Talk in the month of February, and this is coming up on my third year. But I remember last year I actually did an episode on Jesse Jackson, mm-hmm. and and the reason why I did Jesse Jackson. Jesse Jackson, like, he holds a special place in my heart, too. Uh, just to tell you a quick story, when I was in, um, you know, I, I was in third grade. You know, I was living in New York, and I, I lived in the projects. You know, um, a lot of people, uh, you know, look down on, you know, coming to places like that. Mm-hmm. And this is around the time, this is about around the age where I was learning about politics. Um, teachers were telling us how important it is to vote. And we were learning, you know, who's who and, and stuff like that. And Jesse Jackson actually came to our neighborhood to speak to us personally. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time that, you know, a, any I saw anybody do something like that. And that made me feel like, oh, wow, you know, like he does care. You know, we, we do exist. You know, we do have a voice. And yeah. and I, I say all that to say, um, at the time... I did not know that he knew Dr. Martin Luther King until last year when I did an episode. I did, um, you know, I did my research, which is like, you know, this is the reason why this is like my favorite time of the year, because I talk about people that I wasn't born, you know, at the time of their life. So it makes me like go on and do research and things like that. And then doing my research, I, I found out that he actually was under Dr. Martin Luther King. And I wanted to meet somebody that actually knew that. So, wow, that's true. Yes, he, 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 was, uh, he was a young man at that time. And uh, uh, Abernathy was there. Uh, I think Jesse was on the, uh, where, he had, where Dr. King had walked out on the, uh, when he got killed. Uh, Jesse Jackson was there. Um, wow. And, uh, I mean. <laughs> so, Jesse. <laughs> So Jesse Jackson was actually there? Yes, he was with them. Wow. And he went down to, to, to uh, 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 speak on behalf of the, uh, the uh, they call him a, a trash man. You know, because they were saying, I'm still a man. Treat me like a man. That's the reason Dr. King went there. Mm. Because of them. Interesting. Interesting. And, uh, we have to be careful because we have some of our own people try to scar Dr. King's uh, legacy. And that's sad when your own people want to speak against you when all you're trying to do is make it better for them. Right. Absolutely, absolutely. What was what was Dr. King's relationship like with Malcolm X? Well, it... <laughs> Uh, they really didn't um, mingle too much, but uh, from what, like you do, I did my study when I went and did my background study on uh, Dr. King and Malcolm X. I found out that uh, Dr. King uh, didn't see him as an adversary. He admired uh, uh, 
uh, uh, Malcolm no. X. And uh, he uh, he wanted Malcolm to come over to his side. Now, at that time, Malcolm, when they were doing a civil rights thing, that's when Dr. King got a chance to meet Malcolm S. And all they did was shake hands and moved on. Mm. But what what changed the whole thing is when Malcolm X went uh, to Mecca and came back. Right. And he could see what Dr. King was talking about. Uh, Malcolm rejected Dr. King's message of nonviolence. Right. Uh, but he respected Dr. King. He respected him as one of the leaders of our people. Uh, so uh, when uh, Malcolm X got killed, he wrote Dr. King wrote uh, Malcolm X's wife and and told him that even though he and Malcolm didn't see eye to eye, that he admired him. Uh, uh, you know, he admired wanting to do what he was doing, uh, and I think. That was one of the reasons after Malcolm went to Mecca and came back, his attitude changed. Right. Uh, as far as what, you know, his beliefs and everything. And uh, I believe that was the reason he got killed. Mm. Mm. You know, because, you know, he was no more out there talking about, you know, uh, killing and all this stuff. He his heart was changed. Right. That's what I believe. As because I'm just like you. I, I didn't like Malcolm X somewhat when I first started hearing him talk. But mm. as I studied him and um, as I studied him, I saw uh, he was a... a he was he was put in a uh, what you call an orphanage. All these things that he went through uh, in places that uh, you know in places that people didn't want to go, like you said in the projects and different things like that. So he was angry. He was angry uh, with with uh, the other persuasion and. The only way he saw to, to, to make it right was get rid of him. Mm. Very, very powerful stuff. Is it is it is it safe to say before Malcolm X's death, there was a chance that him and Dr. Martin Luther King would maybe team up? Too. Mm -hmm. They covered a lot of that in the in the movie, and I was able to learn about him. 
one of the one of the other people that I honored, I believe the year before last, I honored Dr. Martin Luther King's wife, Coretta. Coretta Scott, yes ma'am. And the reason why I did so, I didn't know much about her. You know, I used to always hear about Dr. Martin Luther King. But, you know, I, I like to look at my surroundings and I like to look at the whole picture. And I started like thinking, you know, what she felt, what, what it was like to, to be her, like what she was going through. You know, like seeing her husband give these great messages and great speeches and stuff like that. He's doing right, but on the other hand, you know, he's receiving threats. You know, as a wife, you want your husband to be safe. So, did anybody, did did anybody ever do, get any interviews of Coretta Scott King to find out, you know, what she was going through and how she felt about the whole situation? I haven't read uh, of it, but I know how she was uh, from, from my take at that time that she supported her husband. Both of them were walking by faith. They were trusting God. And uh, yes, she was afraid. She didn't want her uh, husband to be killed. But she knew her husband had a calling on his life. And nothing that would be said was going to change that. Um, you know, the same thing... A wife don't want anything to happen to her husband. Right. But he, she was like his, his backbone. When, 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 when the, the world beat him down, he went home. He had a wife there that nurtured him and was keeping the home front as safe as she could. Right. Right. And you don't find that too much today. We, we're too busy trying to tear one another down. And the disrespect that our black brothers are, uh, towards our sisters and all this mess and the, the way our sisters are acting and carrying on. I mean, that just, to me, it, it just trying to destroy everything that we fought for and my parents fought for, my parents fought for, parents fought for, that we, the blood, sweat, tears. Because they don't care. Mm. Black men back then, um, we had problems. But you didn't hear all the B words and calling women hoes and, you know, and all this stuff. You didn't hear that. So we, uh, we, 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 we lost something. We, we lost our respect for ourselves. And uh, Dr. King, like I said, with Coretta, uh, Miss King, she um, she was his backbone. She, it was just like our forefathers and mothers when uh, the the men went out and worked their fields and they got beat and all this. And if their wives were still with them, the wives nurtured them back to health. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Did yeah, she? Did, did she ever um, give any speeches or? Um, yes, she did. She spoke on uh, 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 different times, but uh, I know she was there with Stevie Wonder when when he was uh, uh, trying to get Dr. King's birthday to be uh, 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 a holiday, and she had a now she 
she had her thing going too. Mm. Uh, and I look at her children today. You know, they they put that in their children. And the other day, uh, I, I'm getting ahead of it because you were talking about uh, who I say is closest to Dr. King and leadership and vision. His granddaughter wrote a book. Mm. Fifteen years old. She's an activist. Mm. Good thing. That's an accomplishment. That's that's talent. That's talent. And then you have Amanda Gorman, the mm. poet that stood when uh, uh, President Obama was elected. I mean, all the young people. We we all all talking about what young people are not doing. There's a lot of young people out there that's fighting for the right to be recognized as human beings. That's true. That's that's true. And it, it takes it takes a talent and skill to to not only write a book, but you know, to write about she's fifteen, so obviously she you know she didn't get a chance to meet him as well. So I can imagine, you know, all the research that goes into that. Well her father talked to her about you know, 'cause they questioned her and asked her, uh, although you weren't born uh when your grandfather because her dad was a child. Uh, she said, what did they tell you about your grandfather's character? And she said, my dad told me my, my grandfather had, had a humor, humorous side. He's very funny. And I picked that up on some of the, just the regular conversations, you know, he would be having. Um, but to see this in young people now, we, we, we lost something, uh, Jason. Um, right. And we're getting mad. We're getting mad because uh, they're talking about what they you know, don't want to teach about the whole history. Um, but see, knowledge begins at home. Right. We dropped the ball. We got caught up in trying to be somebody we weren't. Okay, uh, I, I I don't know if I need to explain that. Do I need to explain that? Um, sure, sure. <laughs> we love to we love to hear we love to hear it. I have um I have a follow up too as well. <laughs> we have respect as children. We have respect. Now you got young people. Um. They're wanting to be at our level. And I'm not saying you're better, but we got more uh, knowledge under our belt. And what will we talk to them? Uh, like saying, um, I even have some in my, my family. I'm not going to say yes, ma'am, or no, sir. That's the white man. No, that's respect. Absolutely. Uh, I'm not going to say yeah. No, 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 you say yes. Oh, yes, ma'am. Uh, no, sir. Um, we didn't talk back. 
We did not talk back. Well, I put it like this. We talk back to our parents. Uh, when we came to, we'd be wondering what happened. See, when we integrated, Jason, and I probably get kickback from this, but it don't matter to me. Right. When we integrated, we lost our self-respect. We tried to be who we weren't. We tried to uh, 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 act like, uh, uh, I'm not gonna say all Caucasian children were disrespectful, but we had respect even if we didn't like what our parents said. Right. We knew better, we better not. Even in the neighborhood when you had uh, neighborhood watch people, mm. they would correct us. Today you better not try to correct no child. Even in the school system, these teachers are under so much pressure because we don't want to train our kids the way they need to be trained with respect to those that are older and in leadership with them, over them. Mm, yeah, some, some interesting points. Do, I just wanted to piggyback off of something you mentioned earlier. Do you think do you believe that the school system is is doing enough in teaching us about black history? No. And I'll tell you why. First of all, they need to give the right back to the teacher in the classroom. Mm. Okay? When I came out uh, of working in the system, it, it, it really... Uh, boggled my mind if a parent could come in there and tell you you will not hold my child back but the child wasn't ready to go forward mm. and then they're telling you you gotta have classroom uh, uh, how to handle a classroom well Jason <laughs> <laughs> You put all these children in one class. One got problems keeping their hands to themselves. Some got problems of, of saying words they don't need to say. Some of them bulking up to the teachers. My son, my husband, when he was uh, 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 when he was uh, 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 in the school system, uh, working to go, and then when it, uh, the teacher wasn't there. He had a, a six-year-old to buck up to him. Mm. See, we... Some of our people in our society think it's cute that our children know the latest dance and know the latest rap and, 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 and know all these things, but they can't read. That's true. Well, I'm just going to be real, Okay. I'm sick of it because when those children walked through the school that I worked, they were my children. We don't forget about the village. And we don't have to overpower, but we can at least when we have them, encourage them because the children today don't have a, don't, don't see no future. They have no imagination. And the school system 
because of uh, the government involvement, you got to do this, 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 or you don't get the money. Yeah, that's a, that's a good breakdown. Things have definitely changed, you know, since I was going to school. I, I I definitely had to get that question in because I had a... Back then, they called it social studies. You know, I think now they just call it history, but it was social studies when I was going to school. And my social studies teacher was, you know, she was about that life. She made it, she made it her business to make sure that, you know, we learned about our people. You know, um... She told us about Africa, Dr. King, Malcolm X, the whole, you know, the whole bit. And Marcus Garvey, <laughs> don't all, leave it. <laughs> all of them, all of, all of them, Rosa Parks, everybody, you name it. And the thing that I liked about her most, it wasn't just a February thing. You know, she did it all year round. Like she, she really made it a business. And, and later on, I, I appreciated that more and more because I see and I hear that people are not learning about these things and they should know. Well, Jason, let me say this. When we were in, when, when I was in school in, in, in uh, the uh, dinosaur age, um, uh, we didn't have what you what you all are calling now Black History Month. Uh, we didn't have anything with Black History on it. Right. We finally got the right to have uh, a week of Black History Week. Mm. Then it went from Black History Week to Black History Month. Mm. That's why I said we've dropped the ball. Please forgive me if I step on anybody's toes. No, no. We are a a, a race of people that we would rather have somebody teach our children and take care of our children than, than us. That's sad. It is. Because, uh, as I told our children, my rules in my house are still here. I don't care how grown you are. When you walk through the threshold of my door, those rules are still here. You will not disrespect me. You will not talk back to me. Now, if we want to discuss something, we can talk about it. But you're going to remember who I am. See, they start telling parents, don't tell parents, I'm the parent, you're the child. Well, that's the truth, isn't it? Yeah. And it, it is nothing wrong with, uh, 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 and I'm not, I, I was not my children's friend, but I'm the best friend they have. I was that mother that would go to the school, I didn't care what color you were. Black or white, if you were uh, stamping around on my child's right, we were going to get it straight. Right. And so we, we somehow, we, uh, oh, that's, that's, that's painful. But anyway, we dropped the ball, baby. Understand, understandable, understandable. And in, in saying that, you know, that leads me into this. Um, as I mentioned earlier, you know, and, and this is my, you know, third year doing, you know, honoring Dr. King on, on the podcast. I didn't, you know, I, I wasn't alive, you know, during his, his run, during his life, during his legacy and stuff like that. And 
we're now entering a time where well we might we might be there already but we entering a time you know where you know I wasn't born when he was living I have two kids and eventually you know it bothers me to say this somewhere down the line they're going to have kids we're getting we're going to get to a point if we haven't already where the parents you know I'm afraid they might not know who Dr. Martin Luther King is. Well, they don't know already. I have grandkids, 10 and 7. Don't know about King. Right. They don't know about the civil rights. I tell them about their people. I told my black, my, my uh, our grandson is 10. You came from King and Prince. And I told our granddaughter, you came from Queens and Princesses. You are somebody. And not because Jesse Jackson said it, although he was right. Right. But we're not telling our children that anymore. Right. Children, children have to be taught. Right. And we are the only ones. We can't leave it up to society to teach our children. We can't even leave it up to the school system. It's true. We have to put that firm foundation in place in home. And if the parents don't know, if we get the parents, educated parents, educate their children. That's true. That's true. Do you do you think it's more difficult for the, the parent to to teach their their children about something that they didn't necessarily experience? Uh, well, you know, you can't give what you don't have. Right. Uh, as I told our son James, he graduated from South Carolina State University. He and his friend wanted to know what was going on about. Uh, the, the, the flag on top of the Capitol building. Mm. Why are y'all so worried about it? Nobody can't see it. I said, but it's on a state Capitol. That means the state believes in what that flag stood for. That flag is what kept your ancestors in slavery, killed and dismembered and all this separating your, your forefathers and mothers and their children. You are able to go any movie theater and sit on the floor if that's what you so desire. You're able to go to any any uh, department store and you can try those clothes on, but we couldn't do it. Right. You can go to a counter and sit down and eat. We had to be served at the back door. And that was with S.H. Crest and Woolworths and all these little places, you got the opportunity to ride a bus to school when we did it. Mm. Powerful. That's why we need to keep fighting. We need to let our children know that they're able to, to become whatever and whoever they want to be and quit trying to push them on being a rapper uh, uh, and no, 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 no 
because everybody that's good don't make it. True. You better have an education to fall back on. That's what I liked about Kobe Bryant. That's what I liked about Michael Jordan. That's what I liked uh, about my other boy, uh, 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 LeBron James. And the other one that, that I can't bring, he played with the Lakers too. Uh, I can't remember his name. Kobe Bryant? No, Kobe, I got. Uh, Magic Johnson? Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson. And you know what? Those people are giving back. Magic Johnson have a place here, somewhere here in South Carolina that he come and he do and give things to our children. Right. LeBron James doing the same thing. Kobe was doing the same thing. And you have uh, uh, my boy from, uh, uh, oh God. Uh, the, what's that basketball team? Uh-uh. If you name the team, I can give you the player. The light skin guy. Uh, Is it uh, Steph Curry? Steph Curry and his wife. I mean, they're giving back, man. Yeah, that's true. They know that they, these are the ones that started out in the low bar. And, and my boy, uh, oh man. The one that 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 I got all them jobs with the pizza pizza and all that. Oh, oh God! Is basketball player? Yeah, he's retired now. Retired. I can just see him. He used to he used to shoot too good, but he could dunk. Shaq. My boy Shaq. <laughs> yeah, we do. We, we, that's true. Some of us going to get rich just to be rich. Our goal is to 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 go out and and and, and get treasures, not to hoard them, but to give them. And the more we give, God is going to bless us. That's another thing that we've gotten from. And I, you know, people don't want you to talk. talking about the one that the kid didn't kill it at the, uh, at the church yes took him to get something from burger king whenever if that would have been well yes yeah, it's, it's it's crazy this it's, government it's, is one-sided it's it's a law for them and it's a law for us and then with all this stuff that's going on now the stuff that stacy abrams went through when she ran for governor. 
No problem. The floor is yours. Serve the country. I'm telling you, they almost have to pull hands teeth. The hands don't have no teeth to get what they need. This country made a promise to them: if you go through this, this, and this, once you've done what we've asked you to do, we're gonna do this, this, and this. It's like a covenant thing. But like I said, this nation is so one-sided. And another reason I know that Dr. King was real, because when he died, it didn't just affect the United States. It affected the whole world. That's true. Very true. Very true. The same thing with Barack Obama. When he became president, it just didn't affect this nation. It affected this whole world. And see, since we've had a black president, that, that changed some things, but there's still a lot of work that's got to be done. That's true. That's true. It's got to be done, Jason. That's true. You got people like me, we're dying out. We're those that were back in the 40s, 50s, 60s. You know? When all that was a hot mess in Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, right here in Greenville, South Carolina, that did not even want Dr. 
powerful stuff. Powerful. You know, Dr. King brought a, a lot of people together. Celebrities yes, he, celebrities and all. Yes, he did. And and this the this will close out on a on a on a positive note. Where would you rate Dr. Martin Luther King as far as like the importance in society? And since you know, since his passing, do you see anybody we know we know there'll never be nobody that could take his spot, definitely. But do you see anybody that came close to that? Well, as I said, um, uh, if you want to go locally, from what I know about Reverend James Clyburn, uh, Jesse Jackson talked to his 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 uh, his uh, in it, you know his physical body, um, um, you know. Well, Reverend Al Sharpton, he's still fighting for what, what Dr. King, but I would rate uh, Dr. King uh, in the top four, the forerunner. Mm. And then these young people that are coming behind. And then these basketball players that are, are African-American. And, and, and we're, we're trying to... Uh, but those are the ones that I see. Stacey Abrams is another one. Mm. And Reverend uh, Barber. And I'm quite sure there's a lot of them out there. I just can't recall their name. You got a lot of people fighting. And they are coming close. Our President Barack Obama, he's still fighting, although he's not the president. Right. He and Michelle. Right. And we just got people here in Columbia, Lexington, that are, are, are fighting, like with the more justice, the 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 the, the, the uh, uh, faith base c coming together. Because it's going to take all of us, the churches, the schools, the 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 first responders. All of this has got to be done. We've got to come together. And as I said, I have not seen that. I've seen us come together, but not like it did when Dr. King was here. He was truly our Moses. That's true. He was truly our Moses. 39 years old, losing his life because he kept against this, this government, what we call the United States of America. Muhammad Ali has gone on. Malcolm X is gone. They're dying out, honey. And the young people of today, I'm not saying uh, uppity or anything, but stand for what's right. Speak for those that can't speak for themselves. Stand up for those that can't stand. We've got to go and vote when they say vote. That's what so many of our people died for. So I threw all that in there. Well, what you just asked me, on a positive note, Stacey Abrams, Reverend Barber, okay. Reverend Shopton, also, uh, uh, I can't call the young man's name. I'm trying to learn these legislators here, black legislators that are fighting for the rights of our people. Right. James 
Young Carver, he's still fighting. It's so many, and uh, the one that's over the uh, Urban League, he's fighting. So it's so many that if we would just stop hating one another in our own race, if we would stop being jealous. And I believe coming together is what's gonna make this thing. But the hearts of man's got to change. And from my point of view, got to get back from where we started from. I believe in one God, one faith. God God loves us all, but we have to do what we have to do. And it's being done, but we got to do more. That's true. That's true. True spoken words. And I thank you. I thank you, Jason, because uh, my thing is uh, to do what I can do because I may not be able to save everybody, but I can save one at a time. I can instruct and educate one at a time. But we need to talk openly about this, what's going on, racial injustice and all these other things that's going on in the world today. Absolutely, absolutely. And as always, you know, I, I thank you. It's a pleasure. I learned so much, you know, just by, you know, just having the show today. Mm-hmm. Thank and, you. And we need more of it. You know, I'm going um, to definitely make sure, you know, this this episode, people are li- listening live. Uh, for the people who are not, you know, I'm going extra to, you know, to make sure you listen to it because it's, it's a lot to learn. And, you know, I appreciate you taking time out your day, you know, to help educate us. I, you know, I appreciate all of you have done, getting the right messages across. And hopefully I can get you back next month for, for Black History Month as well. Well, if the Lord wills and the creek don't rise. <laughs> <laughs> this is my, I, you know, this is something I pray about. I want a podium let people know that we are we are a strong people if we just check ourselves very educated very intelligent we are very intelligent absolutely true spoken words man y'all heard it here with miss mcclinton it's like a store podcast thanks for listening i have a dream that one day every valley shall be exalted Every hill and mountain shall be made low, the rough places will be made plain, and the crooked places will be made straight, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. This is our hope. This is a faith that I go back to the South with. With this faith, we will be able to hew out of the mountain of despair a stone of hope. With this faith, we will be able to transform the jangling discords of our nation into a beautiful symphony of brotherhood. With this faith, we will be able to work together, to pray together, to struggle together, to go to jail together, to stand up for freedom together, knowing that we will be free one day. This will be the day. This will be the day with all of God's children be able to sing with new meaning, my country tears of thee. 
Sweet land of liberty and be our sing. Land where my fathers died, land of the pilgrims cry. From every mountainside, let freedom ring. And if America is to be a great nation, this must become true. And so let freedom ring. From the prodigious hilltops of New Hampshire, let freedom ring. From the mighty mountains of New York, let freedom ring from the heightening Alleghenies of Pennsylvania. Let freedom ring from the snow-capped Rockies of Colorado. Let freedom ring from the curvaceous slopes of California. But not only that, let freedom ring from Stone Mountain of Georgia. Let freedom ring from Lookout Mountain of Tennessee. Let freedom ring from every hill and mole hill of Mississippi. From every mountainside, let freedom ring. And when this happens, when we allow freedom ring, when we let it ring from every village and every hamlet, from every state and every city, we will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics, will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty, we are free at last.